Queen's lunch. Queen's lunch. Queen's lunch. Oh no. Welcome back to a brand new episode of When's Lunch. My name is Spencer, and I am the only one here. That's that's what you heard. This is this is the first time there's ever been a solo podcast on When's Lunch. Not to worry, Matheson will be back next week, but he is in Salt Lake City, um, or dead, or one, you know, either either one of those. And I couldn't let another week go by without without giving you guys a little podcast. So I'm here. I'm in the flesh. I'm on my couch, but. From my couch, I can see my balcony, so and it looks beautiful, and, it, and the, it, you know, the lights are strung out over top, so it still counts. It's the number one podcast um, done on a balcony. Um, I make the rules. I can. I, I, I make. I don't know why I'm trying to follow them. I make the rules. Anyway, uh, since this is a solo episode, I thought it might be like. Actually, I want to explain myself first. It's been a bit of a rough time the last few weeks. That's why there hasn't been an episode in the last couple of weeks. Um, I've been really head down focused on some stuff, just essentially some stuff in the music industry is just taking a long time to happen. And I'm, I'm taking a little detour left and right, right and left, just business shit. It's boring. But, um, yeah, it's just been a little bit like eye rolly, but you know, everything, everything's great and everything will happen in time. It just, it's just, this business is just weird, man. Um, and sometimes it just takes all your focus, but I am back. And, uh, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm in the flesh. I'm here in the flesh and I'm, I'm ready to rock. Um, but since this is a solo episode, I thought, I thought it would be good because I've never gone totally into detail on this. I've talked a little bit about it, but I thought it would be cool, um, for me to talk about my X factor journey for you guys listening. I'm sure that you're aware, but if you're not, I did the X Factor in 2017 in the UK. So I went over to England and was there for months. And yeah, I did I did a I did a, the X Factor, the singing competition show over there for a long time. Um, so I'm gonna dig in a little bit. Uh, what first of all, what a great experience. What a fun time. For a couple of years after, this was 2017, so a couple of years after. Uh, 2018, 2019, I was, I was very embarrassed of it. So I wouldn't talk about it, but now I'm like fully embracing the like journey of an artist. Um, so I think that I love, I love talking about it now because I just feel like I'm a different person. I mean, if you look at that dude on, on X factor, that's not me, man. Um, that was just like, that was just some kid figuring out what kind of artist he wants to be. And it's not that kind of artist. Uh, okay, let's let's start from the beginning. So, I've been releasing songs for a couple years. By 2017, I released my first song in I think 15, 16, and 17. And you know, like we, I was definitely trying to do stuff, but I wasn't really having a lot of outcomes. I was having some like regional success, opening for people um, in like Columbus and Pennsylvania and Kentucky, kind of. And, and like regional success, meaning like 50, 60 people, which was cool. Like I still, you know, that's would still be dope if I went to, I don't know, Alaska and 50 people came, I would be fucking stoked. So, but I just like, I couldn't seem to get beyond that, uh, that peak. Is that the word I want to use? Yeah. Um, so an opportunity presented itself, uh, 
uh, a Mr. Simon Cowell, his team reached out um, and, and said that, hey, hello, Simon um, likes your boy. This is to my manager. Simon likes your boy, and um, he's interested in, uh, in, in him coming over. Like, is he interested in coming over to the UK and maybe like auditioning or like starting a conversation about it? So I remember I was in Myrtle Beach, and I was like, yeah. So the next day, I had like this two-hour phone call on the beach, and I, was, I like walked uh, like a mile one way and a mile back probably more than a mile, just talking about my background and like what, what I did, just every single question you can think of. And it all went well. And then two weeks later, uh, they flew me out to, to the UK. Pretty wild. First time I had ever been out of the country other than, um, other than Canada. And so I'm, I'm getting on this flight. And first of all, they, they flew me first class. So like when you see these shows, and you see me like walk in, like I, I, I like, I was like, oh my God, like, um, they, they flew me, they did all that. They flew me there. They put me up in a hotel and I had to go into this audition. Now the audition that you see on YouTube, um, I remember first of all, God, I'm backpedaling so much. First of all, I, I land in the UK, I, I take off and I, I think I took off from Chicago, I went Ohio, Chicago, then to the UK. And I remember like, it was the first time I had ever flown first class and I had a bunch of champagne. I just didn't, I had never really drank champagne, so I didn't understand. And I had like four glasses of it. And at that time I was a super lightweight too. And, um, got super drunk, watched four episodes of Atlanta with Childish Gambino and just knocked out, had a bunch of that food. Like they just had great food meals and everything. And then I woke up and I was in London and I remember like be feeling so strange. That I just went across the ocean. Like it was such a cool feeling. And then I got out and I was walking towards the baggage claim and I was just listening to like the construction workers, like talk like this, a blue collar. And just like hearing the accent for the first time in the place the accent's from, I just remember being like, holy shit. This is where a worldly traveler Spencer started. Um, so we go to our hotel, whatever wake up the next day and it's, it's the day, um, we still have another, a whole nother day for until the audition. Like I just, I think I did that. They wanted me there for jet lag and to like relax, but I woke up and immediately went like, I just hopped in a, um, a taxi and immediately freaked out that the wheel was on the other side of the car. And I sat in the front seat and it felt weird. And I just went around. I just went to like a, we, a med, uh, Mediterranean restaurant deep in the city. I don't even know where I went. I was just like going all over, like looking at stuff. And, um, I just had an exploring day and I, I, yeah, it was cool. I was just in the car for hours and hours and hours. So, uh, get back to the hotel, go to, go to bed. And I have to get up at 7am to go to Thorpe Park, Thorpe Park. It's a theme park where they're holding the auditions. And, before this stage, there's like four audition stages. So I skipped all of that. I, I just went straight to this thing. And then when I got to Thorpe Park at like 7 a.m. or whatever, um, I basically waited all fucking day, like nine, 10 hours. But in this nine, 10 hours, they brought you into like a little side room. And then I had eight songs prepared and I sang them for them. I sang all the songs for them and they chose... God, I had so many. I had like Landslide by Fleetwood Mac. I had 
one I had other ones that I sang like further on in X Factor and I ha- I had a I had an original song called Like You that actually performed at a few shows prior and um and then I had Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye and they chose those two. <clears throat> this is something that they don't tell you too that you, you usually sing two songs for the judges for reactions for like if the, if something like if the reaction goes weird the first time you have another chance and then also like angles and if your voice cracks or something then you have a whole other time to shine essentially and for them to get good footage mostly it's all about the it's all about the shot um i'm going to take a drink of this kombucha sorry for the the sound i know people don't like that so I go, I sing for these like producers and stuff. And I do that a couple times and really nice, really cool. Then I start filming all day, just like all that, all that BTS of like me I'm like walking, like looking out with my guitar, like holding my guitar, like looking out. Um, and the camera's like swiveling around me. Then they do like a little interview where they want me to do like British accents and they want me to like be like the American guy in the UK. Um, and I did a bunch of that uh and no it was fun like it you know this was like such a fun experience for me so i was doing all that and then i finally they're like it's time for your audition it wasn't quite time i got in a line that lasted two hours before my audition but as i was inching closer i just i kept getting a little more nervous um and i was able to bring family with me but obviously they, they weren't going to pay for family so i had a one friend in the uk who I knew well, his name was Danny, and uh, I met him out here. I met him at a at a fitness convention or something, and he's he's super dope. Still talk to him sometimes, um, and I asked him to come, and he he got he went, and he was with me in line, and finally I went in the building, and once you get in the building, there's like three slots behind. You can hear people auditioning and stuff, and it's pretty nerve wracking. And I, uh, they kept telling me loads of energy, loads of energy. You've got to like, they wanted me to run in there and like, and like jump and stuff like that. They love that shit for TV. I obviously wasn't going to do that, but I went in and like, God bless Simon because I, I, I really do. I'm in love with the fashion that I choose now. I finally have gotten a hold of who I am fashion wise, but holy shit, man, I had on like a forever 21 like, like pastel yellow denim ripped up jacket. (coughs) Um, I don't remember some like long t-shirt fucking legging skin tight jeans and some, uh, and, and actually white vans. I still, I still rock those back then. Um, my hair was horrendous. It was just spiked up all straight. I was just really fucking trying to figure it out. So I walk in there and I say, God bless Simon. Cause Simon told, told me, um, to like, it, it looked like I was trying and I, I was, I was very much trying. Um, so I walk in there and I'm like, hi guys. And they're like, everybody's really nice. They're like, hi. And they, they're just essentially like, why are you here? Well, because you asked me to come here. Um, but, but the, the producers had told me to say like, you know, and just like play up like my situation and like how I was trying to make it and, I thought maybe I could make it over there, um, which was also true, but I wouldn't have even thought of that show if they didn't ask for me. So I, mean, I do this whole story and they, and they, I mean, they told me what to say a lot of the time 
in the in the later rounds. But um, we talk a little bit, and they're like, well, let's see what you got. So the first song I sing is my original song. It's called Like You. And it went fantastic. It went fantastic. My voice sounded good on it. That Simon made big eyes and like looked over. And the song ended. And Simon said like, one of the best of the day. One of the best of the day. And uh, not, not a lot of people said anything else. And they're like, do you have another song for us? And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. So I sang Let's Get It On. And as soon as I was done singing Let's Get It On, um, I, like it was like their moods changed. And if you listen back, like definitely I, I sound way better now, but I don't, I don't think that I sounded necessarily bad um, by any means. And so I sing the song. I actually hit a couple wild runs. And... They didn't say anything about my vocals, but they said like it's like a little bit cheesier, look a little bit boy band, and I, I'd super agree now. But I was like, I almost said I was like, wait, what, what happened? Like you were just so into me for the first song, and um, they did all this drama, and then of course they all said yes. Um, I, I didn't mean that in a cocky way, but like they wouldn't have flown me and paid me for me to say no, and um. Yeah, I got real nervous though for a second because I thought they weren't going to say yes, and uh, yeah, so that 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 happened, and I, and I walked out, and I was really stoked, but I was like, I had in my mind imagined like me like me getting a standing ovation for some reason, so I was just like, okay, cool, got to go work, so kind of celebrated, um, went back to the hotel, and just I remember they didn't have any food except for like hamburgers, and I got a hamburger and. Um, actually after I filmed a little bit and, uh, yeah, I went back to the, the hotel, ate a hamburger. And the next morning I was, I was on a flight out of there, um, to, to later come back two weeks later. Uh, so as we know, that went well and the next round was boot camp. So they flew me back for boot camp. Here's where shit got weird. So for the audition, wonderful first class flight over for this one they flew me coach which is fine but my flight was uh from ohio to atlanta with a four and a half hour layover and then from atlanta to london red eye flight so i left atlanta at midnight or 12 30 or something and one of the bumpiest flights of my life, which I fucking hate. Like I can't, I can't rest. Like I can't close my eyes when that happens. Um, and I, I just, I, I can't take, I won't take a red eye unless I physically have to anymore. Um, just ang mad anxiety, can't sleep, whatever. Do, so I do this flight and I land in London <clears throat> at, at 7.30 AM and I have to be at Wembley where the boot camp round is. I have to be at Wembley by Wembley Arena by um I don't know like 9 9:30. So whatever, getting the they they call me a taxi. I I, I get to Wembley at like 8:30. And I'm like, dude, there's no like I'm they're not going to need me till like 3 or 4. Like I'm going to go sleep for a good 5-6 hours. And sure enough, they said, "You got 20 minutes." Um, you can go change, 
but we need you right back here. I'm going to take another drink now. Me announcing my drinks. So I'm like fucked up. So tired. Don't look great. Really don't smell great. Don't have enough time for a shower. Also, they wouldn't give me my hotel key. <clears throat> Probably because they didn't trust like a bunch of fucking artists, singers, like a bunch of kids just like running around. Um, and they probably shouldn't have because some people did some wild shit at the boot camp round. Uh, I saw a lot of weird shit. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I go do the, the boot camp round and this, this kind of like, this kind of blends together because it was like a week and a half. I was in this, uh, hotel, some sort of like Marriott hotel next to, next to Wembley. And this is where I started finding out about like the things that like Brits do that they they don't, there's not the same love of coffee there. So they have instant coffee or espresso. And that's, that's actually where I fell in love with espresso was there. Um, cause I fucking hate instant coffee. And a lot of people just do instant coffee instead of make a pour over or a French press or, you know, even a coffee pot. Um, my hotel did not have coffee. They just had espresso and, um, instant coffee. So that's what I had. Um, and, and, and like other things too, just like <clears throat> I, I was going to this gym and the weights were, I had to like calculate the weights cause it was in, in kilograms instead of, um, instead of pounds just stupid American shit. So like uh, this, this week and a half was when I was figuring out all that shit. And, uh, also this might have to be a two part podcast. Cause this is like, I'm going into detail. I might stop after boot camp and then continue. Um, so I go, so I'm at, I'm at this hotel and they, they sort of bring us in and they like it. They like do like this presentation for us. And like, everybody's like there they, they do a bunch of filming with us for a few hours. They get us on like the bus and act like we're, we're like, it's all, it's a lot of BS. They filmed us like all, in the, they put us all on this bus, this double decker bus and like filmed us like going to the arena. When we got into the bus, went away from the arena to film us coming towards the arena. And, uh, that's where I met my friend Gregor, Gregor Coleman, um, and, and Lloyd Macy, two of my good friends from that show. Um, and, uh, and the boys of Raksu, I met them there too. I met Grace there. I met everybody, um, Grace Davies, uh, uh, everybody that I, I am still friends with. I met there obviously cause it's the same season, but yeah, so we're, we're on this bus and we film that and then we go inside the, to do boot camp. And I remember being like, bro, there are so many fucking people here. I think there was like 400 they chose, but they were like, you know, tens of thousands that auditioned. So it was like the final three, 400, something like that, maybe 300. And the first round they put you into a group. Like they do like six groups or like 10. No, it was way more than six. It was like 16 groups of either four people or like six people or eight people. I got put with me, Grace Davies, Lloyd Macy and Gregor Coleman. And three out of those four people made it to the live shows, which is pretty nuts. So, uh, they do this thing called the wall of songs and this is how you find out your group. There's like a bunch of songs on the, on the wall and you line up and you, and this is all filmed and they literally, they, they go three, two, one, and you run to the wall 
and you grab a song and there's like, you know, four or five pieces of paper with that same song on it. And that's your group, you know, like you all match up. So they, they count down three, two, one, and we run. And the first thing I remember, like, I just reached up and I grabbed, um, I grabbed history by one direction. And after I grabbed, cause I, cause I love that song. And after I grabbed it, I was like, Oh fuck. I don't want this because it's not a very good vocal song. It's like a very like Toy Story, like fun anthem song, but it's not good vocally. And I knew I had fucked up. Um, I forget who it was, but someone wanted it. And they had Say You Won't Let Go by James Arthur. <clears throat> and I knew that I could make that more vocal. So I said, well, I'll, I'll trade you. And they said, sure. So we, we traded... So then my group was, uh, was, was Grace, Gregor and, and Lloyd and myself. And, uh, God, that was one of the best moves I ever made in X Factor because that, that One Direction group was rough. I think there was like 11 people in it. So watching these groups go and we're group number four. So we're like, all right, we're going fourth. Nah, they just numbered the groups and just went fucking randomly to fuck with us. Um, so th- at this point, we've been there for 12 hours. Like we are literally fuck. We're not allowed to go back to our hotel. Like they are keeping us like they're babysitting us essentially. And I, like, I get it or else someone's going to go fuck off or get in trouble or something or whatever. But God, I could have just like been at my hotel all day, just like chilling and waiting. Been way more relaxed. And so comes our turn. We get up on stage and. I finally have like, I muted my clothing. I, I had a gray t-shirt on some, uh, some black ripped skinny jeans that weren't too skinny and some black like shoes, some black high tops. And <clears throat> we sing this song and I kind of just go for it, man. Like I remember being like, yo, this is our group, but I got to shine. And I just did some crazy runs and I kind of stepped out and sang and, uh, I remember it went ridiculously well. And they did that thing where they're like, um, Spencer and Grace, um, scoot forward. And then we thought like the other two behind us were going home. They're like, everybody's going through. And we all just got so excited. And we had like the real X Factor moment of like hugging each other and jumping around and shit. And, um, and it was great. And then as I was walking off stage, Simon goes, Spencer. And I turn around and I was like, last. And he goes, you look great, Spencer. Saying like, hey, thanks for taking my note of chill with like, like don't try so hard. Um, and I was like, thanks, dude. I remember it felt weird that I called him dude. And then I walked off stage and it was great. And we, and we like finally had a time, like we had like, I think I didn't perform for another four days after that. So we went right back to the, to the hotel and uh, just like hung out and like everybody was like chilling and like watching the other rounds and stuff. The next round was the solo round um, where you just, you know, th- th- at this point, like half the groups are gone. So there's probably like only, I don't, you know, I don't, I think there's like 65, 70 people left. Maybe more than that. Maybe like, maybe like a hundred people left. And the second boot camp round, the boot camp rounds last like weeks on TV. Like they have like three, four weeks of them. This is pretty intense. Um, and for the solo round, they bring a crowd in. So they bring in like, you know, a couple thousand people um, into Wembley. 
you know, when we were doing the group performances, they didn't have any, they just had like the other contestants watching, but for, for the solos that, yeah, they had, a they had freaking thousands of people on there, a few thousand. And so I, uh, I chose the song, make it rain by Foy Vance. It's the Ed Sheeran. He covered it and made it famous. Um, this is one of my biggest heartbreaks about X Factor right here. I it was my turn to go up and I and I and I went up and I'm not sure that I've ever sang the shit out of a song more than I did this song. I had the judges giving me a standing ovation. I had the audience, everybody on their feet. Everybody lost their it was an incredible dream come true moment that I actually, I, I remember being like, I might, I might fuck around and win. Thank God I didn't. Took another drink. Sorry. I wasn't the right person to win that show. <clears throat> Not an American. Um, so yeah, I, fr- I, I remember being like, holy shit. Here's the heartbreak. They didn't air that performance. They just didn't air it. For whatever reason, um, I am not sure it aligned with my journey that they were, they were, they were sort of like crafting this, like (laughs) this, like, um, what word am I looking for? Like, this is like traction of me, you know, getting better each week and each week. And this was like mind blowingly better. So I did, I'm not sure that it like, yeah, like agreed with the with the way my journey was going. I'm thinking of a word that I can't, I can't dictate right now. Um, what is it called when you have like a bunch of like a momentum? I don't think it, I don't think it, 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 yeah, I don't think I agreed with my momentum. I think it was too much too fast. That's, that's my, that's the only thing I can think of. Like why else wouldn't they have aired such a cool moment? Um, but it was fucking wild, dude. I really want to see that footage sometime. And, yeah, the judges were like, they, they said all the right things. Everything was fantastic. And I remember I got off that stage and of course, I, mean, I got four yeses again. And I was like, holy shit, dude. Oh my God. And uh, had two nights off, got pretty drunk the next night. <laughs> and this is before I was like really drinking at all. Um, went back to the hotel and everybody that got through, like everybody that didn't went home and then everybody that got through was there at the hotel. And dude, people in Europe, people in the UK, they can fucking drink. I mean, they can drink. I I have never seen anything like it. I, like even just the like the two, the two pints of beer for lunch on a Wednesday, like it's, they can drink, man. And, uh, yeah, I just, they just, I mean, as soon as I got back to the hotel, there's bottles of Jameson and, um, whatever else kind of, I mean, all kinds of shit. (coughs) And, uh, yeah, so I got, I got a little bit drunk and woke up the next day. didn't have anything to do. I went and actually watched some of the other solo performances. Um, and that was really you know, kind of fun. We weren't we actually weren't allowed, but we went to the t- very, very top and we were just up there for hours. Or so watching. And then, 
you know, they had breakfast for us every morning at the hotel. And I would eat with different people and get to know, like, you know, just everybody's stories and stuff and where they're from. And that was really cool. I liked that a lot. Um, this the, the time in the hotel was really nice. The couple of weeks there was just like, I don't know, it was just a fa- like it was just a magical time. I remember I just sort of let go of all my inhibitions and kind of like was engulfed in the moment, you know. So I wake up the next day and my voice is scratchy for sure. I'm like, damn, I shouldn't have drank. But whatever, like, um, it's one of those things where like you drink and then for two days after you're like, <clears throat> I was also up late and like yelling and just like the stress had finally gone away. But the stress had just started again because the next round, the last round of boot camp is called the six chair challenge. And that is essentially there are six chairs. I was in the boys category. There's four categories. The boys the girls, the groups, and the overs, the over 30s. So there's only six spots available in each in each category. So that's 24 people, right? Am I fucking counting right? Yes. Wow, that was really trippy for a second. Um, yes, yeah, so there's 24 spots. And... They gave me a weird song. This is when the music team started like kind of like like they didn't let me choose anymore. They were just like it was getting down to like they were sort of the dictators of everything. So the music team got involved and I don't remember what they gave me. It was something strange. Something that I, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. And I went home. I went back to the hotel like after like rehearsing with them and I remember I got on my guitar and I was like, I need something like, like, like when James Arthur did like party rock anthem acoustic, like something that I, like when Ed Sheeran does, um, fucking like whatever hip hop song acoustic, like they need something cool like that. And then I was like, oh my God, what if I did, um, what if I did a judge's song? What if I did Nicole Scherzinger's song? What if I did? Don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? And I started playing like a on my guitar and it just sounded really cool. And I went and showed the music team. I was like, yo, I'm, I got the other song prepared, but what do you think about this? And I just played it for them and they loved it. They were just like, dude, this is a great idea. So they didn't say dude, they said, bro, bro, this is a great idea. So that's what I was doing. I was gonna sing. I was gonna sing a Pussycat Dolls song on stage for the six chair challenge for my seat. Go up on stage. They call my name. You know, there's a th- couple thousand people in there, and the crowd is more uh, aggressive. Like they're very, like in a good way. Like they're like excited. They're just louder and like more there. And I think that's because the people told them to be like the the hype man. Um. So I get up there and I talk to the judges for a minute. And they asked me what song I'm doing. I'm like, I'm, I'm actually doing your song. I'm doing Don't You. And they're just like, bold choice. Bold choice. So it was time. I need to go. So it starts and I sing it. And it went really, really well. Like it went so well. Um, once again, I, 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 now that I'm thinking about it, I, I really slayed the boot camp portion which is really important um but yeah the crowd was was fucking with me and um 
it was the first time I had gone over. I, I touched a girl's hand that was like, like standing next to stage and Simon liked that. I was always like kind of watching to see because I, you know, I, I think he's like the guy, he's the mogul. So like I always watched to see, um, what, what he would think, what I was doing. And, um, yeah, it just went really well. And then I got great feedback and, um, there were already five out of six chairs taken and I got the sixth chair. So I got the last chair, um, and I sat in it. And then of course, like there were a few people left after me and they were taking people's chairs that were next to me and it was really sketchy. And then this kid named Benji came out and sang, um, he got like an indie voice, but like kind of like a frantic indie voice. And I was, and, and to be honest with you, I was way more scared of like five people before him taking my chair. And then I was like, all right, cool. I think I'm good. And then he said that he, and then Louie, the judge goes, I think that you need to have a sing off with chair number three. And I was in three, but I got the last chair, but my chair number was actually three and fucking, Oh man, did my stomach just drop out of my body, out of my body. It went, I mean, also, this is really important. Through this entire process, since I had gone on stage singing Pussycat Dolls, I didn't leave the stage for a couple hours. I This might be the most I've ever had to pee in my life, ever. Like, be, like because my voice was like a little bit scratchy, like in my mind from, from partying, I, I drank 24 waters probably, like probably 24 waters. And holy shit. I was like, I was freaking out. Um, I had to pee so bad. But when this happened, I totally forgot about the pee. Um, yeah, I think I just had a black t-shirt on, black jeans, black shoes, something casual again. And we had a sing-off. And I sang A Change Is Gonna Come, the uh, the the Sam Cooke song, but in the stylings of Gavin DeGraw, who, if you listen to the last couple of weeks, um, had a had a had recently become friends with him. So it's really cool. Full, full circle moment. So I sing, I, uh, he, I think I go first. Yeah, I go first and I sing it and just kind of like give it grit and kind of do some crazy runs. And, and then Benji sings, some people want it all, but I don't. And God bless him. I think he was only like 19 at the time too. He went flat a bunch just because like, I think the leg up that I had had in this entire situation was that I, I had sang on stage a bunch before I've sang acapella a bunch. Like I, I had been doing that stuff for a few years. So I just kind of knew, uh, etiquette of like how to hold them. I just like, you know, like not let it get in my head so much. Um, although the mind games were insane. I think they, they, they had us at the arena so long to like sort of make us, tired and emotional because I saw so many people cry and break down. Um, we have the sing off and I sing, I sing Sam Cooke. He sings Alicia Keys. And there's this, I mean, they paused for three minutes and the crowd is just going crazy. And then he goes, yo, I think we need a three-way sing off. Lloyd get up. So Lloyd gets up and Lloyd made it really far on the show. Actually, he was like, I think he was top five. And he did not sound good in this thing off. And he, he knows he, right after he was like, dude, that was a, 
that was the worst I've ever sounded in my life. He just like, I mean, he like, like he'd never been in that situation where he had to sing acapella in front of that many people. So he, uh, he kind of butchered it. And I was like, Oh fuck. Cause I knew how good he was. And we were all just like standing there like, what is going to happen right now? In those moments, even if you feel like you did good, like you're like, I'm going home for sure. So they paused for like another three minutes and we're all just like looking at each other and we're like, it was just so, the anxiety was insane. And they kick out Benji and I like fell to my knees and I was like, oh shit. And, uh, and then I made the final six of the boys. I believe it was me, Jack Mason, Sam Black, Leon Mallet, Aiden, and Lloyd Macy. Yeah. I think that was it. And I think Sam Black, Sam Black only came, he actually got kicked off the round before, but he came back because Anthony Russell got into some trouble this guy anthony russell who actually came in second or third the next season got into some a little bit drinky drinky a little bit of druggy druggy um love that guy i would always facetime him around my parents because he was just like super fucking liverpool like oh, kid, fuck yeah mate and i would i would literally call like he he would he would love to talk to my parents. He'd be like, "What's up, pop?" And my my mom and dad would just get a kick out of his accent. And he's you know he's a really sweet guy. Um, so I feel bad for saying that, but he's very open about that. Like he was very the next season he came back, he literally talked about how he got into that kind of stuff and like how it how he sabotaged his own career. And um, hope you're doing well, bro, Anthony. Um, and yeah, that was the final six and we filmed us all like running towards the camera and like, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we went, I think we celebrated again after that. And I, I think I was there for a total of two weeks, stayed another couple of days and I actually flew back to America just to come back two weeks later. But I honestly feel like this is like shaping up to be like a longer episode. So maybe I'll just have to do a, a part two to this. Maybe I'll do it with Matheson too. I don't know. But um, I've always wanted to talk more in, like really into detail about this. And if you've ever been um, interested, it is, um, it's something that, yeah, it's something that I've been meaning to talk about and wanting to talk about. Um, but yeah, I think I flew back to America after that. And the next time I was going to come back, was in a couple weeks for the judges house round. And this is, um, this is where it starts to get like very meticulous and very detail oriented. And like the, the entire, the producers and the music team and the wardrobe and everybody starts taking over. Um, so yeah, I'll do a part two to this and I can go into when I was in Istanbul and uh, all that stuff. But Guys, thank you so much for listening. Sorry about the delay of the episodes. And sorry this is just a solo episode. It's just me rambling about about a, a very specific experience. But I hope you like it. And um, there's not going to be a lot of solo podcasts on, on Wednesday Lunch. 
But um, my cat is ripping up a couch. Hey. Don't do that. There's not going to be a lot of solo episodes, but um, who knows? Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you won't. I don't usually like them when I listen to them, but sometimes storytelling is fun to listen to. So that's pretty much all I got. Um, I love you guys. Keep staying staying tuned for new music. Go follow me on TikTok. Um, yeah, life is good. I love you very much. And I will see you next week with my little co-host, Matheson. My little bear man pig. Man bear pig, Matheson. Um, inside joke for us. But I love you guys. When's lunch? You tell us. What? You tell us. Hold on, one more time. When's lunch? You tell us. Thank you. Thank you for speaking up. Uh, that's when lunch. When's lunch? When's lunch? When's lunch? Oh no.